It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. And good evening, everybody. It is Sunday night. It's 8 o'clock, and it is time for episode 283 of the Ron and Brian podcast. Brian, how are you doing, sir? Um, I'm doing splendid. It is Sunday night. It is uh, it is a, a cool um, December evening, uh, unnaturally balmy. Unseasonably um, warm. Unseasonably warm, but at the same time, I'm going to say, much like my heart, still cold outside. There you go. Nice. How are you doing? You know, every week, every right. week we come in here, we Correct. play this incredible intro music that we have. Every we week, you introduce me. You ask how I am doing. And every week, I fail to be the friend that you deserve by, um, regrettably, um, not asking you how you're doing. And that is, I would like to take a time out on the show. It's, I know it's, you it's want to go I've to noticed. I know you want to go to B for the week. I know you want to sure. go to drink of the week. I know sure. you want to go to story of the week. Right. How, how are you doing, Ron? Um, today, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little achy. I'm a little sore. I, uh, I got, uh, my COVID vaccine yesterday. Moderna. You got the, the gold standard. The gold standard. I got spike vax. Um, so I'm feeling Listen, it. Yeah. Spike vax. Is that one shot or is that two shots at the same time? That is one shot. Um, and mm. it is, uh, it's definitely got some, uh, some more side effects than, than the regular. I mean, you, you know, you're aware I, uh, if I'm correct last week, you had your, I believe 37th COVID vaccine shot of 2023. Sure, 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 sure. Yes. Yes, this year I specifically um, said nothing but Johnson and Johnson every week. Right. Um, so the brown I will, standard. I will say uh, my joints aching, uh, the shot location in my arm painful, uh, fatigue set in. Uh, my wife asleep, feverish, and dizzy because she she really? always has a very yeah she always has a very uh, uh, negative response to the COVID vaccine, uh, and then she also got her flu shot yesterday. My question for you, Ron, is now you've told me that the previous time vaccines you've gotten, you've specifically had them injected right into your scrotum. Why right. this time would you go for the arm? Um, you know, new uh, new pharmacist at my local Walgreens. Um, she said she had never heard of that before. Agree really? to disagree, I guess. So I said, all right, well, we'll uh, we'll do the arm this time. You're the boss. We will uh, we'll do the arm because I, I I remember Friday night um, reaching out to you asking what you were doing. You were like, "Oh, just you know, home shaving my balls, just shaving my balls." I mean, there's nothing quite like a shorn scrotum. It really is, you know, ridiculously nice. It's wonderful. Why are these lights flickering? Mm. God, if the weather um, there is anything like it is here, it's pretty nasty out. It is. It's a lot of weird things are happening. My lights just <laughs> went out. Well, let's. Talk amongst Let's, yourselves. I'm still here. For those people who here. are listening, people who are listening on the um, audio front, you won't know what's going on right now. People on video, will be seeing some things. There you go. Mm. Let's get it rolling then. Let's get into it with Drink of the Week. Drink of the Week. Nazdrovia. 
Drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of the week. Brian, what are you drinking this week? Last week, um, I, uh, I I specialized for my uh, drink of the week in a beer by Brewdog Brewery from uh, the good old uh, United Kingdom. Uh, I did not enjoy that. No, um, I remember reached, you were not I, a fan. And I did not pull any punches. I said, yes. listen, people, this is not a beer for me. Uh, the good people over at Brewdog reached out and said, listen, please, you may not have been a fan of the beer that we gave you last week, but you will be a fan of this one. So I, uh, you know, I can always be succumbed by free beer. Um, Brewdog reached out. They sent me a six pack of their Elvis juice. Mm. It's a lot better than the Michael Jackson juice, if you know what I'm getting at. Nah. Um, Ron, this is Brew Dog's Elvis juice. Take a look at that beautiful color. And what is Elvis juice, you may ask? It's a grapefruit-infused IPA. An mm. American IPA with a bitter edge that will push your citrus tolerance to the brink and back. Elvis <laughs> juice is loaded with tart, pithy, you know me, I'm, I'm down for anything pithy, grapefruit. You are. This IPA has a caramel malt base supporting a full frontal citrus overload, grapefruit piled on top of intense aroma hops, waves of crashing pine, orange, and grapefruit round out this citrus-infused IPA, coming in at a 6.5 APV and coming out tomorrow in the form of, of just smelly farts. This, ladies and gentlemen, is Brewdog's Elvis Juice. I mean, let's see. I hope it's uh, it's better than than last week's offering from Brewdog. Um, you're, you're you seem it's a quizzical look on your face. You're going in for a second sip. I don't know if that's a good or bad quizzical look. What's the verdict? Solid six and a half. All right. Um, I'm going to say this. It's still an IPA, people. We you know they should have known that this is not was going to be my thing. Um, I will say. The citrus flavor, the grapefruit infusion here, really overlaps what normally would be the bitter tasting hops that you get. There is a somewhat scummy aftertaste floating in the back of my throat, unlike that summer that I was working in a bar in Chelsea. Um, I'm going to say, uh, would I order and, 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 and buy this beer? No, but if somebody gave it to me, would I drink it? Absolutely. Um, so I will drink this. I will drink the other one that's in my beer fridge right now, but I'm not going to be bragging about it tomorrow at the water cooler. Ron. Yes. Ron. Yes, my friend. What are you drinking? Um, so, and we don't, we don't talk about this beforehand. I also have a, uh, an Elvis themed, uh, beer this week. One that I had on the show a while back. I forget when, uh, I did this. This is straight to ale brewing, uh, out of Huntsville, Alabama. This is their velvet evil old ale. Um, I'm trying to think what the heck this is. It is, oh, excuse me. It is an old ale brewed with chocolate, raspberries, and coffee. So it's an interesting mm -hmm. mix. I mean, it's got a uh, got a very uh, distinct oh color goodness. to it. Very dark. That, is, that beer is the color of my scrotum. When I got my thirty uh, second COVID shot in the scrotum, um, that was the color when I woke up the next day. Ron, how's mm. the beer? 
It's not bad. Talk it's a lot smoother than I would have anticipated. Um, you, okay. it's a what is the alcohol content on this? I'm I did not really research I, this well enough. Clearly, is there a percentage on here? Let me look here. There always is. What I'll look it up. What is the name of the beer? Uh, straight to ale, velvet evil. Again, I'm getting the uh, I'm getting the coffee. I'm getting a little bit of the raspberries. I'm not getting uh the, the chocolate but it's it's a very good beer what's oh boy that face means i think i'm up in like double digits what is this cranking in at we're talking 11.5 abv baby yeah, yeah. oh it's a party now bitches and dom's in the house dominic Kalella in the house hello to you sir thank you for joining us tonight um well yeah so I might even go grab a uh, a second one of those from the beverage fridge, Brian. I don't think I updated you. We have replaced the wine fridge with an official beverage fridge, so I don't have to go all the way down to the basement for my beer. But oh 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 oh, now I get it. Oh oh so you, you, oh, oh 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 oh. So you took out the wine fridge that was in the kitchen. You've replaced Correct. it with regular beverage fridge. So now you put your beers there. Now, question is. It, um, uh, of that refrigerator space, how much has your wife already claimed for her um, spike seltzers? Um, none, really. Ironically enough, and this is the genius of the design, uh, it really only handles uh, conveniently 12-ounce cans. So uh, the uh, the seltzer cans don't really fit in the shelves. Really? Yeah. I mean, you could lay them down, but that's just that just doesn't add to the aesthetic of uh, the lineup of the so shelving. The one thing that Mrs. Ron is not known for is lying down. So she will never lie down. <laughs> anyway, it's time for Beef for the Week. Ron and Brian's Beef of the Week. Brian, what's bothering you this week? Oh, okay. This may sound patty, but it's a real beef. Okay. Um, New York City traffic. Um, you know, as many loyal um, uh, fans of the show know, I recently, a lifelong New York City resident, was forced to flee as my beloved city was crumbling um, in, in almost every direction as the woke prosecutors took over. Um, criminals running the streets. Now they've got this thing called congestion pricing where they're charging I, people. I saw that. They're charging cars upwards of 30 plus dollars just to drive in midtown Manhattan. But my complaint is weekend holiday traffic. Uh, yesterday, uh, a friend of the show, William Esquire, uh, picked me up to go to an afternoon concert. Um, and we were. it was supposed to take about four 45 minutes from my door to the music venue in Brooklyn. Okay. Here, Dom's already like, I will not drive in Manhattan anymore. Absolutely. This city has gone to shit. Um, however, what I was going to say was this 45 minute drive ballooned to almost an hour and 45 as we were making um, progress through the great streets of New Jersey, Holland Tunnel, over to the Manhattan Bridge into Brooklyn. What a shit show it was. I give William Esquire credit. But um, people, there is absolutely no reason to get in your car, drive into Manhattan for no reason. 
Um, stay home, stay local. Um, just the, the amount of time wasted by humans in the New York City metropolitan area sitting in traffic is unacceptable across the board. Um, my beef of the week, people getting in their cars on weekends and driving through Manhattan. But you got in a car and drove through Manhattan. I had to. There was no reason for these people to. They could have stayed I home. Understand. I understand. Okay. Fair enough. My apologies. Ron. Yes. What's bothering you? Uh, so my beef of the week this week, Brian, is uh, with the presidents of the University of Pennsylvania, Harvard, and MIT, uh, because uh, it is rare I think actually this might be the first time that I have uh, ever agreed with Representative Elise Stefanik. Um, I think that's how you pronounce her name. She's uh, the upstate Republican representative. And there was uh, there was a, a committee hearing um, this uh, this past week where they were talking about the rise of anti-Semitism and uh, sure. threats to Jewish students on campus. Yep. And, you know, it was it, it, it was a made-for-TV soundbite question that the representative came up with. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, would you would you ban people asking uh, for the genocide of Jews on college campuses? And, again, you would think this is a relatively easy question, easy question to answer. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, they they all kind of uh, kind of dodged it and said, well, it would you know depend on the context, everything else. It would seem to me, and it, very easy to just say, you know what? If anybody is on our campus advocating for the genocide of any uh, race or group, we're not going to allow that. But uh, but no, so I had to I had to agree with the representative. Democrats had to agree with her. Um, and uh, the fallout has continued this weekend. Uh, UPenn's president, Liz McGill, resigned on Saturday. However, she still will remain a tenured professor at the school. Um, and there is pressure mounting on the presidents of Harvard and MIT to resign as well. But uh, it's when, when someone horrible makes a good point, it just bugs the hell out of me. Question, Ron. Um, what was your so your main problem was that they did not take a stronger stand against the hate world of Hamas and um, proclaim that anti-Semitism is never OK. Um, is that, I mean, is I, that the bulk of your issue? <laughs> well, I think the, the bulk of my issue is the fact that they, they couldn't come out and say that uh, advocating genocide against sure. any group is wrong. Sure, which is ironic because in episode 274, when you were doing a solo episode, and tell me if I'm not wrong here, but um, eagle-eyed fans of the show were very quick to point out that um, the day after 1,200 Jews in Israel were slaughtered by Hamas, you decided to open up your podcast um, the Ron and Brian podcast, by the way, and spend at least 20 minutes devoted to the Speaker of the House removal. Um, I believe that that was Joe McCarthy that had been kicked out of his Speaker of the House role. And you devoted only two minutes to the Hamas attack on the sovereign state of Israel. I know that there were many Jews who were up in arms over your lack of understanding um, about the um uh, outrage um, that happens when 1,200 Jews are slaughtered simply for um, believing in the Jewish faith. 
Um, I find it quite ironic that less than 10 weeks later, here you are trying to take up the Israeli arms and, um, and defend the state of Israel. I mean, I guess this would be very similar to, I don't know, you defending women. Wow. Oh, hey um, But, Brian, you mentioned... We lift, no, 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 you don't <laughs> throw that out. We lift and support all women here on the show. That all is, right. um, you know, I have that as a tattoo um, on my, uh, on on my arm. Scrotum? To always, uh, to always, always remind me that we lift and support women on this show. We are an ally. All right. Well, um, I don't know if you're frozen or I'm frozen. Uh, internet has I been uh, insane. I see you fine. Weather, so I'm going to yeah, wait for a second and see if uh, Brian unfreezes or if I. Ironically, what Ron doesn't realize is that I've seen him perfectly throughout this whole time. Ron, I believe this is your internet giving it, you a heads it, up. It very well could be. I heard you. I heard and saw you perfectly clear the entire time. Um, I don't know. Maybe somebody. Uh, Billy would like to point out that we've had a little too much scrotum talk tonight. Well, um, he's not saying there's been too much. He's just saying that there's a lot of it. it. It's he hasn't mentioned that it's too much scrotum talk. If he said, "Hey guys, tone down the scrotum talk," but anyway, Brian, you mentioned uh, the Speaker of the House, and it was announced this past week that former Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy is resigning from Congress and leaving at the end of the year. Um, this was after he uh, he he took great pains to talk about how even though he was kicked out of the uh, the speaker seat um, that he had a lot of work left to be done in Congress and will be staying on through the end of his term. Um, but apparently uh, he decided, you know what, screw you guys, I'm going home. Screw you guys. Uh, you know what? Good luck. Uh, take out the trash. Um, just garbage, 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 garbage. Garbage. I, uh, Brian. Yeah. Yes. No, go. What were you going to say? No, 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 no. Brian, this is your show. What do you want to talk about? Well, I was thinking we could go to our stories of the week as we uh, as we often do each and every week. We find some stories that we want to make sure we grab, that we don't pass up on, that we make sure we get into the episode. Brian, what is your story of the week this week? Oh, my story of the week is, I mean, it's not really anything major. Um, it's just something that made me feel good. Um, uh, was the story earlier this week about Jamie Spears, um, Brittany's father. Um, you know, he was, um, she was placed in a conservatorship about, what was it, about 15 years ago? Where basically- Somewhere like 15 years. She was having a little rough time. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but basically her father was made conservator of her um, so that he was pretty much in charge of all of her finances, what she was allowed to do, what she, who she was allowed to hang out with, um, really oversteps um, his bounds as a parent um, and protecting his daughter. And what it, it, it really feels like he just kind of used her as a, um, uh, as a, as a blank check to fund a life of wealth for himself. Look at him there. First off, well, who's any gonna, grown how are you gonna get, man. How are you going to afford camouflage pants and a matching camouflage trucker's cap yeah. like that sure. uh, if you're not taking money from your daughter? Correct. Well, we know that this is not a current photo of Jamie Spears because if anything will teach you people is that um, karma is a bitch. So you may see Jamie um, Spears standing tall and proud here 
But reality, he is not standing tall anyway. Um, he just had part of his leg amputated um, for some medical reason. I didn't even read the fucking article because to me, just <laughs> knowing that he had his leg amputated, um, he was at a, a facility for people with infectious diseases um, after uh, unsuccessful surgeries. Uh, the doc, he had gone in for a knee replacement, apparently, this article says, and got a terrible infection from it. So, um, you know what? You know, that's right, Jojo. You may say free Britney. I'm not sure that she's doing all that well, but I'm definitely going to say that, you know, from uh, the, uh, uh, the news reports that I've been exposed to, this guy deserves to have the other leg amputated also. So fuck Jamie Spears. Wow. I mean, that seems a bit drastic, but, you know, if you want to go with it, then you go with it, my friend. Free Britney. Ron. Yes. What's your story of the week? Uh, so my story of the week, it is a, uh, it's actually a, a survey that was conducted uh, by uh, the uh, University of Ohio uh, interviewing shoppers um, talking about checkout solicitations. Now, Brian, you're a man of the people. Um, you don't get groceries delivered. You don't get Costco delivered. You don't get your warehouse uh, nothing delivered. delivered. Right. You, you go out amongst the people. And you know, sure. of, you know, at the end, uh, when you're about ready to, to, to check out, they say, hey, would you like to round up and donate money to For charity? Correct. Whatever the Correct. charity is that yes. they are they are celebrating. So yes. uh, what they have come to find that these this question causes a lot of shopper anxiety. Uh, about 40 percent express negative feelings, uh, such as feeling pressured, annoyed and concerned about being judged. Uh, another 7% convey negative sentiments from a mental standpoint, including feeling guilty or bad. Um, about a third uh, were neutral, uh, saying they were indifferent. And then about 20% uh, describe positive feelings such as nice or compassionate. Um, what, is, what do you do when that pops up on your screen at the, at the end of your transaction? I look for the red button that says no, comma, thanks. <laughs> And I jab that a few times to make sure that my that it registers. Then I take my credit card out and I slide it into the reader. And then I wait for it to say authorizing, processing. And then it says, please remove card. Card out. I take my groceries and I leave. I do not. Do, um, I feel that first off, I don't believe that a donation to a um, supermarket, for instance, or a wall or, or a pharmacy or whatnot. Um I'm not sure why they are going to going to get the tax savings of my donation. Um, they're going to charge me for it, collect those monies. Then they're going to be making the donation in their name and they're right. going to get the tax benefits of it. Second of all is, um, you know, uh, if you, you take a Costco or a, or a Dwayne Reed or Walgreens or CVS, these are, these are multi-billion dollar corporations. They should be affording this um, uh, a charitable donation and not should not be looking to the average consumer who is being raked over the coals with inflation. Excuse me, Biden Biden economics or Bidenomics? Is that the term? Bidenomics, right? Bidenomics. You know, getting raked over the coals over Bidenomics. They should not be asking these people to pay even more money for the betterment of society. I think we need to tax corporations properly, tax the billionaires so that the burden is not on Joe Q public to uh, uh, make sure that the even more um, unfortunate and those requiring the most amount of help should be provided for. 
Uh, you know, I am 100% in agreement with you. I, I stopped doing it just because, again, to your point, you know, why why does Walmart need that tax donation? Um, Correct. That, you know, listen, I'm going to claim that tax donation on my uh, my income tax every year, whether I make it or not. But I'm, you know, if I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it direct to the charities that I want to support. That's actually, um, I'm not sure. Did you just admit to, to tax fraud? No, no, nothing like that. Um, and again, to your point, also uh, with with Sleepy Joe and the cost of groceries these days, it's just you know how much blueberries are, Brian. I'm going to say six ninety nine. Six ninety nine. I'm going to go with. I've seen them as high as eleven ninety nine in some locations. Let me let me add, let me guess. You're the kind of guy who opens up the bushel and and picks at it as you walk throughout the store, and by the time you get to the cash register, oh oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. You don't actually go to the supermarket anymore. <laughs> you actually just have your groceries delivered. Uh, never mind. I, I'm sorry. I went to the grocery store today, Brian, because Walmart was out of vegetable stock and I needed to make soup today. So I actually had to go to the grocery store and go Ooh. inside of the store. Yes. What kind of um, what kind of soup are we making tonight? I made uh, I made butternut squash soup. Ooh. Yeah. And then I, I baked a little bread to go on the side with it. Wow, you would you're gonna make you're going to make some woman one day a very happy spouse. Speaking of blueberries, can I tell you? And again, this was from another delivery service, so I, I probably shouldn't even mention it. But do you know what I had for the first time this past week, Brian? I had dried blueberry muffin. I had dried blueberries. Dried blueberries. So they are like it's basically like raisins, only a little bit sweeter. Sure. Highly really? recommend. Yeah. Where did you have them? Um, so uh, there's another service called The Rounds uh, that we have in in Philadelphia and the suburbs. And you can order products. Uh, you know, they, sure. they send them to you in returnable containers and whatnot. So I, I got it from them. Interesting. Yeah. Like the... It's an excellent point, uh, Brian. You're always talking about John Q. Public. You don't care about Jill Q. Public. And that is just one of the many topics I will be talking about when I debate Brian the week before our Super Bowl bet. Yes, that first Sunday in February. Never forget. Brian Never is forget. ready for that. Brian, speaking of strong, powerful women, uh, you couldn't turn anywhere this past week without hearing that Taylor Swift was Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Um, I know, you know, you were outraged, Brian. Um, you had been stumping heavy for Elon Musk uh, to, 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 to win that honor. Uh, but instead, it did go to, uh, to Taylor Swift. Your thoughts I, on that? I, my only problem with it being Taylor Swift was that I feel like there was some racism in this. I actually felt that it should have been Taylor Swift and Beyonce as the um, people of the year. I don't believe that um, Taylor Swift uh, single-handedly saved the American economy. Um, I believe that it was the combo, the one-two punch of Taylor Swift and Beyonce touring America in football stadiums, packing them night in, night out. Um, if you go back about eight months, nine months, um, all economists in this country Yes, that's right. I say Beyonce. Um, <laughs> why? Because I live so close to Bayonne. Um, seriously, though. But if you go back about eight, nine months, you are going to um, uh, see a lot of reports 
in the financial sections of the websites that you look at, uh, except you, Ron. I know you uh, you have yet to find a finance section on xnxx.com. Um, <laughs> anyway, but to make a long story short, um, it was these two women um, that sat there and said, yes, the U.S. economy is looking at rampant inflation. Yes, we will charge a um, healthy price for our tickets. But the number of people that will be employed, the amount of money that is going to be infused into local economies, um, are we are going to single-handedly um, stop this country from facing a recession. Um, and if you look at what happened this summer, uh, you know, Beyonce would come to town, Taylor Swift would come to town, everybody would be happy. Um, so I believe that it is, um, you know, I'm not going to say that Beyonce should have won this by herself. Right. But I believe the two of them should have shared it. Certainly not Taylor Swift and her cat. I don't know what the fuck the cat did to be labeled person of the year. Cat did <laughs> shit. Literally pooped in a box and sprayed some kitty litter all over the floor. Um, Taylor Swift, I think, she, I mean, uh, utterly incredible what she's done um, with her career and the effect that she has had and the the, um, uh, the influence and the role model that she has been. Uh, I take nothing away from what she has accomplished, but I do believe that Beyonce Knowles also had every right to be on that page just as much as that cat. Um, well, to your point, Brian, um, I believe Bloomberg <laughs> Economics estimated that those combined tours added an estimated $5.4 billion uh, to the U.S. gross domestic product. <clears throat> Although Taylor's tour was uh, a bigger tour. Uh, hers was her. Hers brought in three hundred and five million uh, compared to Beyonce's hundred fifty million. Nothing to sneeze. Well, that's because America is racist. That's because America is racist. <laughs> I mean, you get out of the um, the coasts and you are uh, and the South, and you are not going to find. You know, I don't. I imagine Beyonce is not filling a, a, a football stadium in Nebraska, in Idaho. You know, those people love Taylor Swift. They think she represents the red, white, and blue. I, uh, you know, I think uh, I think part of it also uh, may have something to do with with the number of shows uh, Taylor Swift did. Ten more shows, uh, and as you mentioned, uh, was in some larger venues. But I believe what also uh, got her the nod for Person of the Year was the fact that she gave bonuses to her touring company to all the employees on her tour bonuses totaling 55 million dollars in total um, and every stop on her tour uh, she donated money to local food banks um, I believe in California enough money to provide a half million meals for uh, the homeless uh, and and food challenge out there so mm -hmm. and I mean her and uh, her and Travis Kelsey make a cute couple I mean you can't lie Brian yeah Okay, first off, um, just to imply that um, Beyonce and Jay-Z don't make a cute couple, um, racist <laughs> on your part. Um, second of all is, and not just to hype up the Bayhive like I do, um, but I mean, to, to imply that Beyonce was not also helping local charities um, is, is just blasphemous. Um, I just don't believe that she felt the need to send out a press memo um, when she was giving out um, uh, bonuses to the employees on her tour. I'm not saying that Taylor Swift's out there making sure that every good deed goes noticed by the media, um, but it is possible to do a charitable deed without making sure that your PR machine has not spread the word mightily 
throughout the American zeitgeist. All right. Once again, Brian, comfortable criticizing women and how they live their lives. Next up, everybody, it is time for our NFL Locks of the Week. Locks. Brian, uh, well, first off, congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. This okay. was this was the week I thought you might be done for that your streak might be over uh, that Minnesota Vikings um, Las Vegas Raiders game, which may have been one of the most horrible football games of the season. Yeah. Um, you had Minnesota minus one, uh, a scoreless game up until the very last play where the mm-hmm. Vikings kicked a field goal to win three nothing, um, bringing home the victory for you and them. And then you looked at those Houston Texans minus four and a half against the New York Jets. You say, you know what? You can't go wrong betting against the New York Jets, except this week. When you put your money, Jets plus four and a half, they did not need any of those points. It was a blowout. Jets win 30 to six. How do you do it? Listen, to me, I just picked the games. Um, but I mean, most importantly is the fact that I no point – Am I looking behind myself to, to see you? I'm looking right next to me. You're my partner, man. And this is beautiful because um, you also went 2-0 and o this week. Um, on, more, more impressively than I think what I do, um, you picked two underdogs. Jaguars were laying three against the Browns. You sat there and said, Cleveland is not done. Um, there's still life in, these, uh, in those old bones. Um, the dog pound. Uh, 31-27 victory, wins the game outright. Also, Detroit minus five over the Bears. You said, listen, Mike Dicka may not be alive anymore, but I'm going Bears. Bears win 28-13. You, sir, are now 28-0 and for the season. How do you do it? You know what? I you You push me to be better each and every week. You push me to be a better person. You push me to be a better podcaster and you push me to be a better prognosticator. And that's what I try and do. It's a wonderful thing. What do you have lined up for a week 15 of All this right. season? Next weekend, it's the Battle of the Bays. I like Green Bay minus three and a half against Tampa Bay. And then uh, New York Jets coming off the bye week will probably still suck. New Orleans minus six versus those New York Giants. I love, don't get me wrong, I love Tommy Cutlets, but I, I don't I don't see them winning that game. No, not at all. Brian, um, who you got this week? Oh, this coming week, I've got um, the Falcons, minus two and a half over the Panthers. Carolina, terrible this season. Also, like the Chiefs, minus 10. Chiefs are not known for covering spreads, but Chiefs, minus 10 over the Patriots. All right, Chiefs with the tough loss. Uh, earlier today against the uh, the Buffalo Bills. So it's a ballsy they've had, pick. Uh, they've had a couple losses. This is their second loss in a row. They are now 8-5. and five. This is not an elite team anymore, but I still believe in them. All right. Sounds good. Uh, we were talking about Joe Biden earlier, but really we should be talking about Hunter Biden. Um, a report came out this uh, this past week alleging that he spent hundreds of thousands on constant partying. Uh, this is according to prosecutors um, in an indictment uh, that was filed against Hunter this past week with a total of nine tax charges. 
The indictment brought in California alleges Biden spent money on prostitution, online pornography, and hiring luxury cars, among other things, including $10,000 on a sex club membership. Um, altogether, allegedly spending $872,000 on hookers, porn, and sex club memberships while evading taxes somewhere in the ballpark of $1.4 million. Uh, Biden faces 17 years behind bars. Makes that 900 bucks you dropped at a strip club seem like like pennies in a well. Chump change. Chump change. What are your thoughts about Hunter Biden? And, and, and um, the Republican obsession with him. What do you think? What What do you make of it? Well, I mean, uh, I mean, there is an obsession because, you know, obviously you've got uh, a lot of indictments going against Trump and you've got uh, mm-hmm. the son of the current sitting president that clearly uh, did a ton of very sketchy shit between 2016 sure. and 2019 um, when he was hooked on alcohol and crack cocaine. Um, so... I, I think, you know, Ooh. I think these need to be investigated. And, you know, if if found guilty, he needs to he needs to do jail time. No one is above the law, Brian. Agreed. I, I was going to say something similar, which is just the fact of um, it does certainly sound like you had the son of a politician who is going out of his way to fund a lifestyle that was um, unworthy of their own personal efforts so much as their proximity to a power maker. Um, unfortunately, it feels, and this is with a jump, I mean, you know, uh, let's not um, age ourselves, but we all remember Billy Carter, the lovable yes. or Jimmy Carter. Um, he was doing some shady shit just like Hunter Biden did, um, you know, from what it sounds like, but there was never the level of um, loss of civility where it was, well, we need to impeach Jimmy Carter because his brother is slime. Um, I think it's very easy to say that Hunter Biden um, was not necessarily a uh, law abiding citizen for the longest time. Sounds like he has started to make turn his life around, um, fortunately, uh, depending on how you look at it. Um, but it, it, it's certainly I, I don't see or have not seen anything um, credible, in my opinion, that warrants impeaching uh, Joe Biden because yeah. his son was um, a, a fraud. Right. And, and you know, a lot of this, again, a lot of this took place prior to, you know, Joe Biden being in office. But I mean, if this is true, this this is, you know, these are clear, uh, clearly broke the law. He uh, what apparently he did was claiming a number of luxuries as uh, simple business deductions. Um, for example, he claimed, quote, legal, professional and consulting um, which that was actually payment of his daughter's law school tuition, um, travel, transportation, and other was instead used for house rentals for his then girlfriend, um, as well as rent for one of his daughters per the indictment. So listen to some of these alleged payments uh, broken out in the indictment. Various mm-hmm. women, $683,212. Just money he gave women? Whoa, whoa. That's money to, money he gave money women. to various women, correct but claimed as a business expense. Of course. Um, Clothing and accessories, almost $398,000. What else? Uh, Groceries and restaurants, $215,000. Adult entertainment, $189,000. Son of a bitch even wrote off rehab for $72,000. 
Um, altogether, the payments in the uh, indictment amounted to $4.9 million. And that's the bigger problem, again, with politics in general. Uh, what the fuck was Hunter Biden doing where he had $4.9 million of disposable income? Yeah, I don't know. Well, he was getting it from Ukrainian uh, uh, companies, wasn't right, he? Right, right. I believe so. Like, and, and again, there is there is no doubt that Hunter Biden was cashing in on his father's uh, connections to make money. Sure. But also to your point, I don't know that, that Joe is necessarily involved. I don't think Joe necessarily but, really pays attention to what goes on around him. But how is what Hunter Biden did any differently than what um, Ivanka Trump has done over the past six years? Or um, her husband, uh, Jared Kushner, um, taking a billion dollars the day he walks out of the White House? Sure. Um, I mean, it is. It, it, you're looking at Eric and Donald Trump certainly profiting from their father over, uh, while he was president. Um, to sit there and say that family members of famous politicians are not supposed to uh, uh, have any success off the um, uh, proximity to the seat of power um, certainly should not be true if you are a Democrat and not true if you are a Republican. No, I, I agree with you. I think it, you know, there needs to be, I don't know, there needs to be better standards and better ethics held into place for family members yeah. as well as those sitting in these in these seats of power. Sure. It's that's 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 the part where I just it just um we've lost that civility in politics where it is um uh you know it's it's by any means necessary will I take you down. Um and I certainly don't believe that uh, we, the, I don't, I don't want to live in that in a in a bloodthirsty, cutthroat world like that. No. Um, another uh, politician uh, feeling the heat this week. Representative Nancy Mace. Uh, a report came out this week claiming that she talked about her sex life in front of junior staffers in her Capitol office uh, while dating her now ex-fiance. Uh, a former senior staffer for the South Carolina Republican told the Daily Mail, quote, she frequently made sexual references in the office and discussed things that were not appropriate um, in a work environment. Um, if she was, in fact, doing this, uh, she could face a House Ethics Committee investigation uh, if one of her aides were to file a complaint with the panel. She's already embroiled in a messy legal dispute with her ex Charleston entrepreneur Patrick Bryant over a pair of multi-million dollar homes the former couple purchased together. They ended up breaking up like, because uh, she allegedly found her fiance on a dating app. I was going to say, she looks like a woman who's had her heart broken. Um, now I understand why. So she is, she is buying real estate with her boyfriend Um and he is um, uh, trying to date other women. That is apparently what allegedly happened. But before that, um, she, be, yeah. she made a number of comments in the office uh, in one in July of 2021. She suggested that she was nearly late to former GOP presidential candidate Tim Scott's prayer breakfast because her fiance wanted to get intimate. Quote, when I woke up this morning at seven, I was getting picked up at 745. Patrick, my fiance, tried to pull me by my waist over this morning in bed. And I was like, no, baby, we don't got time for that this morning. I got to get to the prayer breakfast and I got to be on time. Uh, Mace apparently told a room full of Christians at the event. I know he can wait. Uh, I'll see him later tonight, she added. Nope. Don't need to know this. 
<laughs> don't. Do not. Don't care. I, I, you know, I, one thing I will say is that I don't think I've ever had a, um, uh, an uncomfortable, real, a truly uncomfortable boss or an uncomfortable situation. Um, I could not imagine if my boss um, uh, dealt like this. If I had to, if I was forced to listen to have to listen to my boss talking like this, it, it, there's there's a level of uh, of creepiness there um, that yeah. you know, and especially you know, someone in a position of power. I mean, I'm sure these staffers. Um, well, all right, hold on. So let's see what Allie has here. Allie says, I dislike her very much. However, would anything she said be an ethics violation if a male representative said it? I mean, in theory, yes. Not in a- practice, probably not. Sure. Probably not. Yeah, I hear you. They wouldn't be held accountable. We know that. Right. I mean, Brian would give him a pass. I think, you know, we we he's he's shown that. Am I, am I being too hard on you, Brian? Am I being too hard on you lately? I believe that what you are doing is you are trying to paint the, uh, the the public narrative of me as not a supporter of women because you feel that by default it makes you look better. Um, but I think that at the end of the day when you know the lights um, dim uh, inside of us and we close our eyes for the last time, wake up um, on uh, you know in front of the pearly gates of heaven, and we've got uh, uh, St. Joseph sitting there with his book wide open, looking at the history of your life. I think when he looks down on you, Ron, um, I don't believe that he will judge you as an ally to women. I mean, you've been divorced. So right off the bat, you have broken a woman's heart. Right off the bat, you cannot be an ally to women. That, and those kind of And those kind of personal barbs are the kind of things that you can look forward to in our 27th annual presidential debate the week before the Super Bowl, where Ron will, will put forth why he deserves to be the next championship of the podcast, why I will be stepping up and, and really talking about the accomplishments that I have had over the past year, making this world a better place for you and me. Um, aren't you Thank you, Ali. Look, aren't you Ali, Ali, Ali agrees. Ali, Ali agrees with me. Yeah, because she knows that I am correct. Even Joe <laughs> is sitting there saying, yes, she is supportive of me. Um, Janelle agrees exactly. Uh, it's just a magic time. Even, even Billy's saying, you just got choppy. He just, you know, <laughs> we know that choppy is street lingo for dead fucking wrong. All right. Well, back to the news then, if you will. Um, going on to uh, to the state of Texas, uh, where a woman by the name of uh, Kate Cox has been uh, fighting the Texas abortion bill. Uh, Ms. Cox, a 31-year-old mother of two from the Dallas area, um, is currently, I want to say she is roughly 20 weeks pregnant at this time. Um, she has been told by doctors that her baby is likely to be stillborn uh, or live for a week at most. Um but the uh, doctors have told her that their hands are tied. They can't do anything for her um, under Texas's abortion ban. Um, she went to court over it. On Thursday, a Texas judge 
um, enacted a, uh, a restraining order against the law that would have allowed her uh, to have the abortion. However, the Texas Supreme Court has overruled that. Um, so it has been put on hold. Um, hopefully they will they will expedite um, the case. Obviously, you know, the longer they drag this out, the the, the greater the opportunity um, she will or let's say the less opportunity she will have to have this abortion prior to um, her due date. Um, she has had cesarean sections with her previous pregnancy. She learned uh, that she was pregnant for a third time in August and was told weeks later that her baby was at a high risk for a condition known as trisomy 18, uh, which has a very high likelihood of miscarriage uh, or stillbirth. Um, if the baby's heartbeat were to stop, uh, inducing labor would carry a risk of a uterine rupture. Um, it could also endanger, as as uh, Ali said, she could become infertile and that her life could be in jeopardy because she would like to have more kids. Um, you know, we the Republicans don't care about her life. The Republicans, right. uh, the 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 um, uh, the so-called moral majority um, do not care about the living. They 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 care about the pretense of the unborn child. And they certainly do not care about the welfare of um of women throughout this country. Ron, I'm going to let you take lead on this simply because I know you will stumble and fail in your ability to truly, um, uh, uh, I mean, I know what you're going to do. You're going to mansplain why this is bad. <laughs> and, and nobody wants your mansplaining. This, is a, this isn't a time for a white male from the suburbs to sit there and tell everybody why women's health is important. Um, you need to step back Stand down and listen, my friend. All right. Who uh, who do you want me to listen to? I, I think you should listen to women. I think okay. you should ask your wife. I think you should ask your wife, who um, who's not even allowed in her own kitchen, um, from, <laughs> from what you've told me in the past. Um, you ask her, you know, how does she feel as a woman in America um, in, the health, uh, in the healthcare system and how it speaks to her needs? Not yours. Not what you want for women. What women need, women require what they want, what they deserve. All right, you good? All good. <laughs> um, so uh, we are moving on to uh, one of our uh, more popular bits in the show, but the drag queens are the problem. It never fails, Brian. Uh, it never, never fails, fails that we we managed to find some some stories for this. And I, I hope that we can at least find a drag queen this week. And nope, uh, this is a, it's a bus driver, Brian. In fact, it is a Long Island school bus driver, uh, Giovanni Campos. Um, he has been indicted for allegedly kidnapping and raping a 15-year-old student uh, several times this year both at his queen's apartment and in the bus itself. Um, he has pled not guilty to second-degree kidnapping, third-degree rape, uh, two counts of third-degree criminal sex act, and reckless endangerment. Um, he, elects, he allegedly assaulted the Valley Stream student uh, repeatedly from January to July, um, and he was arrested back in September. Um, let's see. His bail was set at 150000 cash, 300,000 bond and 1.25 million partially secured bond. If convicted, he could face 25 years behind bars. Uh, he is due back in court on Tuesday. So Brian, 
Uh, so you're telling me that bus drivers are the problem? Uh, well, in this particular case, um, the bus driver uh, was the problem. We do have one more story. I don't believe it's a bus driver. So maybe this But it's is a drag queen. It's got to be a drag queen. Um, no. Drag queen? This is, uh, this is <sighs> a youth pastor uh, from New Hampshire. Uh, this is Jarrett Booker, age 37. Um, he was uh, he had served as the pastor of worship and youth ministry at Nashua Baptist Church for nearly a decade uh, when alleged victims started to come forward last month. Um, but you know what he did, Brian? And we have to applaud him for this. Um, he killed himself just two oh! days after he was fired from his church over, quote, credible allegations um, that he was sexually assaulting children. So it, hey, at least he did us all a favor. He did. Brian, stop playing with the pictures. I'm going to, I'm going to turn no, your No, I'm not playing with up. the picture. Ron, I was not going to bring it to attention, but the picture <laughs> is not showing up. Ron, the picture is not showing up. So all we're seeing is a large black screen on ah, our end. Interesting. We got to complain. Look, Janelle says, yeah. Ron, fix your shit. Allie says, Max, Matt is failing us. Janelle says, where's the picture? And I say, um, oh, Guy Bannister says, Ron, internet, <laughs> fucking up. Uh, I don't know what's going on here. Maybe uh, maybe it's a router issue. Maybe it's a, a modem issue. Uh, maybe it's the weather, Brian. I have no answers for you. Well, Can you, you, see the, you have the, to tell me. Does the banner come up at least? Can you see the banner when I pop it up there? Yes, the banner shows up. The banner right. shows up. Oh, here, this is, you know, I, I, that's all we can really hope for is the bare minimum from Matt. You know, with the raging cocaine problem. Well, it's very true. It's very, very true. Um, what else do we have? Brian, I want you to pick a story this week. Why? I mean, I feel, I feel like you should be participating. You don't think that I participate? I mean, you have your moments. I fucking run this show. I think the, <laughs> that, you know, the one story that you have um, uh, not really gotten to that I think is super important is... Um, uh, I believe we need to be talking about what took place in the um, sex shop um, in Oklahoma. All right. You have what that happened? story or no? Uh, where is it? I'm looking at it here. <sighs> Fucking it. Oh my God. See, this is why you belong in the, in the 49% um, category. Um, let's go all the way out to Oklahoma. Uh, technically the Potawatomi County Sheriff's Office, um, where recently there was an altercation at Christie's Toy Box, which is an adult toy store. Do we have a photo? Or are you pulling it up? I, I don't can't seem to get the photos working. So you just imagine what this person would look like. All right, Ron. Well, you try and fool that around. I'm going to let you know. An Oklahoma sheriff's commander, apparently that's like a police officer out there. We don't know what the fuck Oklahoma's doing when it comes to giving titles out to their to their peace officers. Well, the, the, the police officer's been charged with beating up a sex shop worker in a rage over his female partner, not police partner, but, you know, relationship partner, wanting right. to buy a toy penis larger than his own manhood. Apparently, inside Christie's toy box, this police officer, off-duty, of course, goes in with his female relationship partner um, 
to purchase sex toys for their mutual pleasure. Apparently, every time she pointed out a desired object in the store, the police officer got angry and said she did not need a fake penis that struck her fancy because it was, quote, unquote, larger than his. The clerk reportedly told police officers the worker intervened when he saw David DeWitt who was the off-duty police officer with his girlfriend, um, raising his hands as if he was about to backhand the woman and asked him to calm down and leave the store. DeWitt said, F you, I'm a cop. At which point, when the couple brought some merchandise to the counter, the clerk asked DeWitt if he would like to buy some batteries for the adult toy, at which point DeWitt said, what the F you say to me, fat boy? Now, we do not have any photographs of the um, sex toy store clerk, so we do not know if Fatboy was a slur against overweight uh, uh, persons. After the worker replied, dude, please get out of my face, do it, apparently went behind the counter, punched the clerk repeatedly in the face and rib cage area. DeWitt then threw candy and mint across the store, um, at which point the worker threw a box sex toy at DeWitt as he began to leave the premises. And in true Oklahoma fashion, DeWitt's supervisor, who did show up to Christie's toy box, said that he told DeWitt to take a couple of days off and let things calm down. DeWitt has been pulled over um, on his way out for speeding and was issued a warning by a state trooper. Um, before um, they heard the alert about the um, dust-up at the dildo shop um, before arresting DeWitt on a misdemeanor simple assault. Ron, I, think I have you, a question for you. What? Yes. Uh, well, I think you need to uh -huh. really read read the quote uh, that his boss said. He said, I, I have called him and I talked to him briefly. I said, hey, why don't you take a few days? And he's been suspended with pay. But uh, hey, uh, you know, sure, you, you beat your, uh, your girlfriend in public and... Uh, sure. And uh, threaten an employee. Eh, take a few days. Clear your head. Take a few days. Do it. Come on. Come on. Uh, and a valid point. Uh, batteries in this economy in 2023. Why are these not automatically rechargeable sure. through a USB? Is would be my question. absolutely, absolutely. I mean, think about it. In 2023, why should somebody have shitty home internet like you do, Ron? <laughs> It's the, it's the people, it's the good folks at Xfinity. Um, can't give me good. I uh, swear good to God, Ron. Ron, back when, when I had a uh, 56K dial-up modem, I was <laughs> masturbating in better pornography than your camera is currently giving me internet-wise. I mean, literally, the buffering and pixelization. You're going to go back, look at this, and be embarrassed. Humbled, if you would. Humbled. Probably. This is Probably. What's sad to say is that you are working off the same internet right now that Bill Cosby enjoyed while he was having females in his home um, uh, waiting for the uh, uh, pills to uh, dissolve in their drinks. Because let's face it, um, and something that's definitely going to come up during our presidential debate, is that you live in the same town as Bill Cosby did. All right. Well, I should probably go and reboot my systems here, see if I can ah. get fixed. Because uh, we're not quite done tonight. Uh, we're not done. We're not done. 30, uh, we have After Dark. It is exclusive content for our Patreon subscribers. Uh, if you are not a subscriber, we do humbly ask that you go to ronandbrianpodcast.com. Click in the upper right-hand side, and you will see 
um, where you can join us. I mean, at, at the $5 level, you get the, the audio recording after the fact. But for just $10 a month, you can join us live at 930 um, and watch it. Um, and then once a month for our pajama party, you uh, can uh, can come join us uh, on the air. Um, sometimes, you know, people don't send out the links for After Dark. We will work on that, we'll too. That. While I'm while I'm Talk rebooting, maybe other people, maybe Matt can get things uh, get things going. So, Brian, uh, I apologize for my Internet. I will do what I can to fix it prior to After Dark. Uh, anything else this week before we wrap up? Be better, Ron. Be better. Be better with your Internet. Be better as a human being. All right. I will do my best. Thank you all for joining us, everybody. Patreon folks, we'll see you in a half hour. Everybody else will catch you next week. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at Ron and Brian See you again next week.